بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال النووي رحمه الله تعالى الحديث الثاني والعشرون الحديث الثاني والعشرون عن أبي عبد الله جابر بن عبد الله الأنصاري رضي الله عنهما أن رجلا سأل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله أرأيت إن ذا صليت الصلوات المكتوبات وصمت رمضان وحللت الحلال وحرمت الحرام ولم أزيد على ذلك شيئا أدخل الجنة قال نعم قال والله لا أزيد على ذلك شيئا رواه مسلم وما أنا حرمت الحرام اجتنبته وما أنا أحللت الحلال فعلته معتقدا حله Al-Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned in the 22nd hadith in the 40 hadith that he's compiled with the Jawami al-Kalim of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He said an Jabir an Abu Abdullah Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari radiyallahu anhuma he said, a man questioned the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa and he said, do you think that if I salaitu, that if I prayed the obligatory prayers, fasted in Ramadan, treat as lawful al-halal, that which is halal, permissible, and deal with the haram, that which is haram, yani treat the haram, that, is, that which is haram, and I don't increase, and I don't increase or do more than that, would I enter paradise? Then the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said yes. And An-Nawawiyu, Rahimullah Ta'ala, uh, he explained some wordings in this hadith, in his 40 hadith, in this uh, compilation he mentioned, and the meaning of Treating that which is haram as haram, tuhu, and he's staying away from the haram things, the things that Allah subhanahu wa taala has legislated that they are impermissible. halal, yani treating that which is halal as halal, hillahu, yani that I implement that which which is halal with iman and belief of its permissibility this is an amazing hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam min jawami al-kalim from the most from those concise uh, statements of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam but with deep and immense meaning regarding this hadith we're going to deal with Inshallah ta'ala, <clears throat> three major points. We're going to deal with three major points as it relates to this hadith. Anukhtatul ula, 
the first point, and that is that the man Akbar and the man came to the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he said, "Akhwani, ya Rasulullah, tell me, O Messenger of Allah, ara eight, ara eight, yani akhbirni. Do you see? Yani inform me that if I prayed the five obligatory prayers, meaning iktasartu ala salawat al khams, walam atanafal." Yani I perform the five obligatory prayers, but I do not do any of the sunnah prayers. And I done that wasum to Ramadan iktas artu alal fard walam asum tatawwan. Yani I stick to fasting in the month of Ramadan and I do not do the non obligatory fast. Wahalaltul halal. I believe in. The things that Allah has mentioned that is halal and I, comp- and I implemented them. halal, And I ate that which is halal. And I used his provisions and I enjoyed in, uh, doing those acts and those things that are halal. And I <coughs> deemed that which is impermissible as haram. Stayed away from it as well as believing in its being impermissible and haram. Would I enter paradise? And the Messenger وسلم, he said yes. This is the general meaning as it relates to this hadith. And we take point number two, an and that is that this hadith, fihi, yani fi min adillati hadil hadith, from the proofs and extrapolations that's taken from this hadith, and that is that man adal wajibat wal faraid, the one who performs that which is obligatory from the obligatory acts and leaves the muharramat wa tarak al muharramat, he leaves those affairs that are impermissible. وَاكْتَفَ بِالْحَلَالِ عَنْ غَيْرِ مِنَ الْمَآكِلِ وَالْمَشَارِبِ وَالْمُحَرَّمَةِ And he deals with those drinks and food and clothing that is halal and stays away from the ones that are haram. And he will enter paradise. And he will enter paradise. This is the proof that the individual who does these affairs prays the salawat that is obligatory fast. Ramadan and deems that which is halal halal and believing in it and also implementing it and staying away from that which is haram that this is a dalil a proof that that individual will enter Jannah and that brings us to point number three and that is that <clears throat> the mu'minun the believers yanqasimuna ila thalathati Aqsamin. The believers are categorized into three different categories. The one is al 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 The one that is oppressive to himself. He's a believer, but he's oppressive to himself. This is the believer who has fallen into sins. Duna shirk other than shirk. And the sins that he has committed, 
huwa tahta mashiyatillah. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to forgive him for those sins, Allah will forgive him from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and him being just with his ibad. If he wills, he forgives him. And if he wills from his wisdom, he punishes him. But even after this, he's still someone from the people of Jannah. He's ظالمون لنفسه Oppressive to himself due to his sins. Naam, even if he may be punished in the hereafter at some time. Walakin, uh, his destination is Jannah. This is the first category. الثاني, the second category of the believers. And that is الذي اقتصر على الفرائض. That is the believer who just limits himself to that or himself to that which is or herself to that which is obligatory. They don't do any more than that. اقتصر على الفرائض ولم يأتي بالنوافل He doesn't come with the non-obligatory acts in the hereafter. Rather, he comes with just fulfilling the obligatory acts. وَتَرَكَ الْمُحَرَّمَاتِ He stays away from those impermissible acts. This individual, again, is from the people of Jannah. And this, is, this category, the second category, is the maqsood, is the intent in this hadith. And Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari radiyallahu anhumah. The second category is that which is intended in this hadith. أما القسم أو قسم الثالث As for the third category وهذا هو المؤمن This is a believer also. وتجنب المحرمات Stay in the way from those impermissible acts ومكروهات Staying away from those affairs that are not impermissible but they're disliked and staying away من بعض المباحات some may be permissible, allowed things. He stays away from it. Those affairs of the dunya. dunya. He stays away from it. احتياطن. Being cautious not to fall into any muharramat uh, in the future. And this is This is the bigger, the, the, the highest in station from the levels of the believers. And that is the individual who stays away from the muharramat. He stays away from those things that are haram. But not only those things that are haram. He stays away from those things that are disliked. That if you were to do it, it's still, it's not impermissible. But it's better that you leave it. They will stay away from those things. And they will stay away from the mubahat. From food. Uh, and certain things that or certain enjoyment or fun or... Uh, that may divert them away from the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's not haram but it's allowed but they stay away from that this is the a'la darajat al-mu'mineen the highest levels of the believers that's the qism al-thalith and this is the qism that we have to raise towards ya ikhwati al-kiram
We have to try and be from the Sari'una, those who race lil khayrat. Uh, those who race to the good deeds. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the three categories in Surah Al-Fatir, where he says, Subhana fa minhum, zalimun li nafsihi, wa minhum muqtasid, wa minhum sabiqum bil khayrat. And from them are those who oppress themselves. And that's from the Qism al-Awwal. And from them, yani the believers, are those who suffice with the obligatory acts and do that which they are supposed to do. That's the second category. And from them are sabiqun, bikhayraj, those who compete to, go, to do good deeds. Those who race towards good deeds. These are the three categories that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions of the believers. And in this is a refutation against the khawarij. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمِنْهُمْ يَعْنِي مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ He's oppressive to himself. يَعْنِي يَقَعَ فِي الْمَعَاصِي He falls into some sins. This is the ظَالِمٌ لِنَفْسِهِ But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَمِنْهُمْ And he is from them. And he is from the believers. So therefore, this is a refutation against the Khawarij who deem that the one who falls into sin is taken out of the Da'irat al-Islam. They take him out of the fold of al-Islam. But Allah has confirmed that the one who sins is still a mu'min. He's still a believer. His end destination is Jannah because of his Iman in Allah. Wa and this shows the virtue of a Tawheed. And he shows the virtue of a tawheed, the virtue of la ilaha illallah, also taken from this verse. Well, muhim, ya ikhwatil kiram, is that this hadith is dealing with the muqtasid, the individual who just does that which is suffice, that which is enough from the obligatory acts. And that is the maqsood in this hadith, am Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Al-Hadith al-Thalith wal-Ishroon Now we move on to the next hadith, the 23rd hadith that is mentioned in this 40 hadith of An-Nawawi rahimullah And that is an Abi Malik al-Harith ibn Asim al-Ash'ari Radiyallahu anhu qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallama At-tuhuru shatru al-imani walhamdulillahi tamla'u al-mizana wa subhanallahi walhamdulillahi tamla'ani aw tamla'u ma bayna al-samai wal-ard wal-salatu nurun wal-sadaqatu burhan wal-sabru diya'un wal-qur'anu hujjatun laka aw alayk kullu al-nasi yaghdu faba'i'un linafsahu famu'taqiha أو موبقها فمعتقها أو موبقها رواه مسلم. and that is in this hadith عن أبي مالك الحارث رضي الله عن. he said that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he says الطهور شطر الإيمان that purity 
is half shatar yani half of iman a shatar yani nisfun nisful iman is half of iman and alhamdulillah saying all praise be to allah tabarak wa ta'ala fills the scales tamla al mizan it fills the scales and subhanallah saying that allah is free from any every imperfection and alhamdulillah again the praise be to Allah fills that which is between the heavens and the earth. And prayer is light. And charity is illumination. And the Quran is a proof either for you or against you. And every person starts his day, Yaghdu. Yaghdu. He starts his day as a vendor of his soul. Either freeing it, freeing his soul or causing its ruin. Every person starts his day as a vendor of his soul. فَبَاعِيٌ نَفْسَهُ فَمُعْتِقُوهَا أَوْ مُوبِقُوهَا He's the one who either frees his soul or causes his soul to ruin. Regarding this hadith, barakallahu feekum, we have 13 benefits. We've collated 13 benefits that we can take or nuqat or points that we can take from this amazing hadith. عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. Point number one. And that is this hadith is عظيم. بالله شك يا إخوتي الكرام وأخوات. It's an amazing hadith. And in it, it has it comprises the characteristics of خير, the good, and the actions of بير, of righteousness. And so the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he started off with Tuhur At-Tuhuru, Shatrul Iman. That purification is Nisf, is Shatr. Shatr is Nisf, half of Iman. So we notice that in this love here, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said At-Tuhur, At-Tuhur. With Dhamma on the Ta at Tuhur. At Tuhur with Dhamma on the Ta Aitahuru Atahuru. And that is purifying oneself from al Hadath when Najas impurities. With Dhamma. Purify oneself from impurities. And that's in this hadith. At-Tuhur with Dhamma. But when we change the Ta with Fatha, At-Tahur, At-Tahur, and this is the water that one uses to make Tahara. So, for example, we have a glass of water which has not changed its color, smell, or taste. Then we say that this water. Is At-Tahur. This water is At-Tahur. Meaning it is pure. 
and it can be used to purify. At-Tahur. And likewise, we have, so therefore we have At-Tahur with Dhamma, At-Tahur with Dhamma, which is in this hadith. And that, Barakallahu Feekum, it means uh, purifying oneself from impurities. And At-Tahur is what you use to do that. And that is the water that is pure, Ta. Like we have Al-Wudu, with Dhamma on the wow. Al-wudu, wu, wu, al-wudu with Dhamma on the wow. This is the act of ablution. Doing wudu. And al-wadu with fatha on the wow. This is the water we use to make wudu. So likewise here, at-tuhur is purification. Purifying oneself, purification from impurities. And at-tahur is the water or the turab for tayammum the earth or sand that is used to do tayammum in the absence of water now so this brings us now to point number two and that is in this hadith is at-tuhur with dhamma which means at-tahar yani purifying and at-tahar is no'an there's two categories of this the first one is atatahur al-hissiyu and that is the literal purification and that is the literal purification hands on literal purification min al-hadathi wal anjasi bil yani purifying oneself with water purifying oneself from in uh, discrepancies and 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 impurities uh, with water And the second category is And that is the figurative purification which does not, does not include water or anything tangible that we can hold but rather it is purifying oneself from sins and disobedience and evil acts so we have two types of tatahur the first one is literal which means water using water for example to purify oneself from impurities and the second is ma'nawiyun figurative which is one that incorporates purifying oneself from sins does not include water and so forth point number three so here the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that this tatahur or tuhur is shatrul iman. This is point number three. He said it's half of iman. Shatrul iman, yani nisful iman. Half of iman. Some of the ulama have said that the tuhur that is mentioned here that is half of iman is tuhur al-hissi. It's a tuhur al-hissi. And what is a tuhur al-hissi, I ask you? You will answer, insha'Allah, that a tuhur al-hissi is the, is the literal purification of using water and so forth. 
Some of the ulama say that this is the one that is intended in this hadith, that this is half of Iman. That purification which includes wudu, ghusl and so forth. يعني الطهارة من الأهداث والنجاء وأنجاس نعم So therefore based upon this opinion of some of the ulama إذا تطهر الطهارة الحسية If an individual he does this literal purification with water and so forth حصل على نصف الإيمان He's obtained now half of Iman according to this position and they say that this is the case because At-Tahara Al-Hissiyya salah Because this purification that is literal is a condition for the validity of one salah. You have to be in wudu. You have to do ghusl if you need to do ghusl. And so forth. This is their reasoning. The second opinion is that the meaning is that in that which is intended is the figurative purification staying away from sins fulfilling the commandments that individual stays away from ma'asi and purifies himself from, from, from sins and so forth and disobedience حصل على نصف الإيمان وبقي في حقه نصف الثاني وهو العمل. So they say that the individual who stays away from the ma'asi and stay, purifies himself from sins and discrepancies of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that this individual has obtained نصف الإيمان half of Iman he's obtained it and that which is left for him now is the other half. And that is Al-Amal. And that is Al-Amal. Acting upon it. لِأَنَ الْإِيمَانِ قَوْلٌ وَعَمَلٌ وَاعْتِقَادٌ Because Iman is a statement, action and belief. So with this, he's, 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 he's comprised within this Staying away from the disobedience, purifying himself from shirk, purifying himself from disobedience, bid'ah and so forth, then he has obtained the other half if he implements that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded him with. So they say that the first half is purifying oneself from disobedience and the second half is fulfilling that which is obligatory and Acting upon the obedience of Allah. And all of this is incorporated in the definition of Iman, Qawlun wa Amal, statement and action and belief. But the correct opinion, as the ulama have mentioned, is Annahu Shaminun li Tuhurain. And that is that they it incorporates both. Okay, I'm going to repeat this again. And that is the first uh, tahara, the purification, is the purification that is literal. That's the first opinion. They said that that's what's intended in this hadith. And the second opinion is that the purification that is intended is the ma'nawi. And that is 
staying away from or barakalafikum, purifying oneself from sins and so forth. So the first is hissi, which is literal, wudu with water and so forth. The second is ma'nawi, which is figurative, and that is staying away from sin. Let me correct myself. The correct opinion is the combination of two. The correct opinion is the combination of two. And that is the individual needs to purify themselves from the anjas and the impurities physically. And also the individual has to purify themselves from falling into sins and disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if the individual uh, combines these two, and that is the purification through uh, uh, cleansing himself from physical impurities, and he combines that with the figurative uh, purification from staying away from sins, he has now obtained half by combining the two. Malish. I mixed it up. They combined the two. So by combining the figurative and the literal, he has half of Iman. Now the other half is acting according to the obedience of Allah. So the first half is combining the two different types of purification. And the second half is acting according to the obedience of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala as we know that the aqil of ahl sunnah is qawlun in iman is qawlun wa amalun wa itiqad statement action and belief definition of iman so if an individual combines both of these two he has fulfilled that which is intended regarding iman naam i hope that is clear barakallahu feekum an nuqtatu rabi'a the fourth, Qawluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he said, Walhamdulillah tamla'ul mizan. And that is, all praise be to Allah, it fills the scales. Sayyidina alhamdulillah. And Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned here when we say al, which is al lil istighraq. And that al is a definite meaning of comprehensiveness. So therefore, all praise without exception is for Allah. Al. So we say Alhamdulillah. It means all praise exclusively is for Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And in by saying Alhamdulillah, Ibn Qayyim mentions that with that individual he praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of his names and his attributes. And because he subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone. So therefore this alhamdulillah has immense meaning of tawheed. And which is why the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Tamla al-mizan, it, it, will, it will fill the scales. And as Shaykh Saleh Fawzan, hafizullah ta'ala yaqul, وَهِيَ كَلِمَةٌ إِذَا قَالَهَا الْإِنسَانُ فَإِنَّهَا تَمْلَأُ مِزَانَ الْأَعْمَالِ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ The individual who says Alhamdulillah But he has to say Alhamdulillah with Sidq With truthfulness and sincerity Not just repetition and lip service Where he's not meaning or intending the meaning of Alhamd Because when we say Alhamd Alhamdulillah We are affirming the names and attributes of Allah 
Because the one who has perfect names and attributes is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone. So we're affirming Uluhiya as well. And the one who has uh, perfect names and attributes is the one that deserves to be praised. So we say Alhamdulillah. So in it incorporates Iman in Allah's names and his attributes. And incorporates worshipping Allah alone without any partners. So the one who worships other than Allah and he says Alhamdulillah, he's not truthful in his statement of alhamdulillah because if you believe that allah all praises for allah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then you would worship him alone without any partners so the person who falls into bidah he's not being truthful in his statement of alhamdulillah because if you are being truthful in Alhamdulillah, then you, that means all praises for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you know that his legislation is perfect. And from the, the, the reasons why he deserves all praise is that he has completed his deen. Al-yawm akmaltu lakum deenakum. Wa atmantu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-islam So following the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will show the truthfulness of one's Praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And likewise, the one who is upon Tawheed. So that shows you the, the heaviness of this, or the heavy nature of this kalima, alhamdulillah, tamla'ul mizan. It fills the scales. On Yawm al Qiyamah, the actions of the ibad, it will fill those, that mizan, that, those scales regarding the actions of the ibad. Because. Our deeds will be weighed. And this kalima of Alhamdulillah, it's important that we say that with sidq and truthfulness and ikhlas, Because verily, it is that statement saying Alhamdulillah when one in means it, believes in it, acts according to it, it will fill the scales for him Yawm al-Qiyamah. Point number five. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, tamla'ani aw tamla'aw ma bayna as-sama'i wal-ard. And these kalimatan, these two statements, Subhanallah, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, and alhamdulillah, feel that which is between the heavens and the earth. Allahu Akbar. Kalimatan, azimatan. These amazing statements, Subhanallah, Allah is free from imperfections. And it is a refutation against those who negate Allah's attributes. By negating Allah's attributes that Allah has affirmed for himself, they are negating perfection. The ones that say that Allah does not have any attributes is negating Allah's perfection. So the same subhanAllah in it again is affirmation of Allah's names and his attributes. And that his asma, his names are husna, are beautiful and perfect. And his attributes are complete and perfect. So he says, subhanallah, freeing Allah from any imperfection. And it also includes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be worshipped alone without any partners. For verily, the one who worships other than Allah is negating Allah's perfection.
So it shows the importance of this kalima. And alhamdulillah, we've mentioned in, in point number four. So subhanallah, alhamdulillah, feels that which is between the heavens and the earth. And it shows the importance of these two kalima and the importance of a tawheed. Point number six. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, was salatun nur. Was salat nurun. Was salatun nurun. And prayer is light. And that as salah here incorporates the obligatory prayers and the non-obligatory prayers. And as you see those who leave their prayer, they do not pray, you can see the signs of that on their faces. Because salah, as salah is nur. It is light and makes the face bright. But those who, we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that do not pray, they are missing this nur. They are missing this nur that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given for the ones who pray. And from the nur is that it helps the individual stay away from ma'asi. As-salah, it repels the individual from falling into sins and lewd acts. Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Inna salata tanha anil fahshai wal munkar. Verily salah, the prayer, it pushes the individual away from falling into fahsha, from falling into lewd acts and evil deeds. Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wasta'inu bis-sabri was-salah wa innaha lakabiratun illa alaman Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and seek aid through prayer and patience because verily the salah is hefty and difficult except for the ones who have khashiyah the ones who have fear of Allah and are Humble and have humility with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Submit to Allah. Because that is the characteristics of the musalleen. The musalloon, the people who pray, they end up having the, being the ones who have khashia, reverence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fear of Him. Why? As salatul nur. Because salah is nur, it is light. Naam. It guides the individual away from falling into ma'asi. And increases the individual in the remembrance of Allah. And his suluk. This nur, the light. That what that is given that that, that is emanated from a salah, the prayer, is also affects the suluk, the characteristics of the individual, the hudu, the demeanor of the individual, the uqul, the intellect and the sense of those people 
who pray affects them. And the talib al-ilm, the student of knowledge, it would increase him in his, and aid him in his talab. It would aid him in his seeking of ilm. Why? As-salatu nur. Because the prayer is light. Point number seven. Nukhtatu sabi'ah. Qala nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallama wa sadaqatu burhan. And sadaqah, charity, is a proof. And charity is ikhrajul mal fi ta'atillah. And that is giving your wealth in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Giving your wealth in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As-sadaqa burhan. It's a proof. Why? Dalilun ala sihhatil iman. It's a proof of the correctness of your iman. Because everyone loves their wealth. And everyone wants to keep their wealth close to them. So the individual that relieves and leaves that which he loves from his wealth or from her wealth, huh? they leave that due to their iman. And it is a proof, it is a burhan. It is an evidence of the iman of the individual. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said regarding the munafiqoon, the hypocrites, وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَ إِلَّا وَهُمْ كَارِهُونَ that the hypocrites, not like the believers, the believers, who, the believers they give their charity because of their iman and the obedience of Allah. And even though they love the wealth, but they love the obedience of Allah more. So they give in wealth to the sadaqah, the charity that Allah has legislated. Muhabbatan lillah. But as for the munafiqoon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, They do not give money except that they are hating doing so. They've been for, they feel they've been forced they're doing it without the love of obedience, without the love of al-iman. So the sadaqah is a burhan ala iman. Wa qillati sadaqah wa adamiha dalilu ala nifaq. So giving charity is a proof of your iman. And not giving the charity is a, is, is a sign of some type of hypocrisy. Which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala characterized them, the munafiqoon, la yunfiquna. إِلَّا وَهُمْ كَارِهُونَ Except when they're false. They're greedy. They're stingy. They find it hard to give in charity. That's one of the signs of the munafiqoon. النُقْتَةُ thamina, The eighth point in this hadith. وَالصَّبْرُ ضِيَاءُ وَالصَّبْرُ ضِيَاءٌ And patience is illumination. Patience is Illumination. And that is that As-sabr Huwa habsul nafs ala ta'atillah Was-sabr al-maharimillah Was-sabr ala aqdarillahil mu'limah Patience is being patient upon the obedience of Allah Number one And number two Being patient is staying away from the disobedience of Allah And number three as mentioned before is being patient in regards to the decree of Allah that may occur and be difficult. But yet he is, has sabr. These are the different categories of sabr that we need to have.
And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said regarding this sabr, sabru diyaun. It illuminates. This is sabr. Showing the importance of sabr. Inna Allah ma'as sabirin. Verily Allah is with those who are patient, who have sabr. Have sabr according to these three categories that I've mentioned. Point number nine, connected to point number eight. And that is the messenger, the difference of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, was salatu nurun, was So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, mentioning salah, he said it's light. And mentioning sabr, he said it's diya, it's illumination. An-nur wa diya sawa, lakin al-diya ashad. Illumination and uh, light are one. They mean the same, really. But illuminating, something that's illuminated, something that illumination is, 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 is a shed, it's more intense. Light is there, but illumination is more intense. Which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, جَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءً وَالْقَمَرَ نُورًا Allah says he made the sun illuminate and gave the moon light. And it is no doubt, ya ikhwati al-kiram, that the sun is hotter with its light. And the sun has more so in uh, intensity regarding its light than the qamar than the moon which is why the sun is that which is used in the day because it illuminates so the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said as-salatu nur was-salatu nur and as-sabr prayer is light and sabr patience is illumination naam why because a sabr incorporates all acts of obedience. It's shamil. So therefore it incorporates salah in itself. You have to have sabr in to do salah. It's from the ta'atillah. Hajj is from the ta'atillah that you have to have patience with. And umrah. And birr walidain. And being good to your parents. This is all from a part of sabr from the ta'atillah. And, 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 and commanding the good and forbidding the evil from the ta'atillah, from the obedience of Allah, from the, cat, from the cat first category of sabr. All of this is sabr, which is why it's a diya, comprehensive in its light. It's, it illuminates a sabr, which is why some of the salaf, they used to say that the one without sabr is like someone without a head. The one without sabr is like somebody without a head. And any of you who've seen a chicken, when a chicken has been, uh, is, is, is becomes headless after being slaughtered, it, it, it moves around for a little bit. This is like the one who does not have patience. No straight path that they're walking in. Calamities. 
in the way that they behave. Not structured. That's why the Salaf said the one without sabr is like the one without a head. And without a head you don't know where you're going. You're bumping into everything. So sabru al-diyya, he illuminates that path for you. Having that patience, it makes that path clear. To the obedience of Allah and staying away from the muharramat and being patient as it relates to the decree of Allah. As-sabru ala aqdarillahi al-mu'lima. Naam. Showing the difference of a salah being nur and as-sabr being a diya, salah being light and as-sabr being illumination. Naam. Point number 10. Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, وَالْقُرْآنُ حُجَّةٌ لَكْ أَوْ And that is that the Qur'an is a proof for you or against you. Yani, have you obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Fatiha? Sayyidina alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen To the end of the surah Waladhaleen Have we acted upon this Surah Al-Fatiha? These verses in which all of the categories of Tawheed are mentioned. From beginning to end, Tawheed is mentioned. And in it, to you we worship alone, incorporates all types of ibadat. Ibadat al-qalbiyyah, the worship of the hearts. Ibadat al-qawliyyah, the worship of the tongue. Ibadat Al-Badaniyyah, the worship of the limbs. Have we, have we fulfilled this in that which we are supposed to fulfill as relates to the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Have we implemented the Qur'an that we know, the hujaj that we know, the proofs that we know? This is meaning that we worship you alone without any partners upon Tawheed. Ihdina Sirat al Mustaqim. Sirat al Ladina anam ta'alayhim. We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the straight path. So we know that the straight path is the one that Allah has given na'am. An'am alayhim. From the Nabiyeen. Was Salihin. The Prophets, the Messengers. Wahatimuhum Nabi. Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa khatimuhum nabiyu Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The seal of them is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And the salihin, the sahaba radiyallahu anhum We ask Allah to guide us to this straight path because we know that it's the haqq So are we following the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam According to the way of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum غَيْرُ مَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us away from those who received this anger from the Yahud who had knowledge and they did not act upon it. So therefore we know that we have to act according to the obedience of Allah that we know. وَلَدَّالِينَ And those who are straight, those who act without proof
by the Nasara who act without evidence, without ilm. So we know that we have to seek ilm regarding those things that is obligatory upon us to seek. So this is a hujjah, ikhwah. We all know Surah Fatiha. It's for you if you act upon it. And it's against you if you turn away from it. قال الله سبحانه وتعالى قد كانت آياتي تتلى عليكم فكنتم على أعقابكم تنكحون أو تنكسون تنكسون Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says showing that there is no evidence for those people in Yawm Al-Qiyamah who disobeyed him subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah said Indeed, my verses, قَدْ كَانَتْ آيَاتِ تُتْلَى عَلَيْكُمْ My verses used to be recited to you. فَكُنْتُمْ عَلَىٰ أَقَابِكُمْ تَنْكِسُونَ But you used to turn your back on your heels. Yani denying those verses. Disliking those verses. It's a hujjah against them. They have the ayat recited to them. But they didn't act according to it. They didn't act according to it. Shows the importance of the kiram That we have ilm wal-amal. That we have knowledge. And we have action. Kama dhakra al-khatib radiyallahu rahimahullahu ta'ala fi al-ilm wal-amal. In his book, Iqdal Imu'amal, and the necessity, necessity of following knowledge with action, he said, Al-ilmu shajara, he narrated in some of the Salaf, they say it. Al-ilmu shajara, wal-amalu thamara. And that is that knowledge is the tree. And acting according to that knowledge are the fruits and leaves that come from that tree. So we have to act according to our ilm. The Quran is a proof for you or against you. And it is incorporated that following the Sunnah. And knowing the Sunnah is upon you, is for you or against you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمَا أَتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ Whatever the messenger gives you, take. Tells you to do, comply. And that which he forbade you from doing, stay away from it. So we have to follow the sunnah. So when we know the sunnah, we follow it. We have to have sabr upon the sunnah. Because sabr is a diya. We have to have patience upon the sunnah. It's illumination, having, having patience. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, وَالْقُرْآنُ حُجَّةٌ لَكَ عَلَيْكَ So proof for us or against us. To those who follow that ilm, knowledge with action, it's for them. And those who, وَإِيَاذٌ بِاللَّهِ Do not act according to their proofs and evidence that's been given to them. It is against them. وَإِيَاذٌ بِاللَّهِ تَعَالَى النقطة الثانية عشر. The eleventh point. كل الناس يغدو. 
يعني every individual he leaves يعني هو الذهاب صباحا من البيوت يغدو يعني leaving in the morning from his house everyone is like this يعني يخرجون من البيوت أول النهار in the beginning of the day he leaves his house there's everyone that does that and where do they go? they go to their jobs إما بيعا he could be a businessman وإما شراءا or he could go and buy and be a consumer وإما وظيفة or he can be an employee there isn't anyone who stays at home apart from maybe a housewife or someone who is sick as for the rajul فإنه يخرج ولا يبقى في البيت إلا إذا صار مريضا or hariman or he's too old or he's, he's, uh, he's retired or he's sick the man goes out and earns and provides and so forth. But what is this khuruj from his house? What is he going to do when he leaves his house? Either he's going to fall into good, evil, sorry, he's going to fall into evil or he's going to fall into good. Is he going to go and seek ilm, seek knowledge, visit the ulama, the scholars of the sunnah? Is he going to leave his house and go to the people of bid'ah? Is he going to leave his house and go to the fi'l al-ta'at and earn that which is halal and good? Or is he going to leave his house and do the muharramat and walk to sins, strive to sins and earn in the haram? وَإِنْ ذَابَ لِلْإِلَى الْمَعَاصِ وَسَيِّئَاتِ وَالشُّرُولِ وَالْفِتَنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَكْسِبُ الشَّرَّةِ He's going towards sins and evil, lewd acts and sins and disobedience. Then he's earning evil. And if he is leaving to leaving his house in the obedience of Allah to go and work in halal, to go and visit his mother, to visit his father, to visit his brother Fillah, to remember Allah to do muraja and revise and mudakara and seek ilm and be with Ahl Sunnah and he's going to the masjid and he's going to aid the Muslim, he's leaving his house to visit the sick. This is khair. This is good. But as for the one who does other than that to, and falls into haram and so forth, disobedience, then it's shar. Why? Because in point number 12, the 12th point, قَالَ نَبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ فَبَاعِئٌ نَفْسَهُ So he's the one who's a vendor for himself. So either he frees himself yani from evil or he leads, frees himself from evil or leads himself to ruin. And there are individuals who free themselves with istighfar, seeking forgiveness from Allah and tawbah and rujoo ila Allah and this is the state that we have to be in. Every child 
every son of Adam, they fall into error. The best of those who err are those who make tawbah. So the one who frees himself, emancipates himself. He seeks forgiveness from Allah, makes tawbah, turns to Allah, and is regretful in his error. But there are some who remain fixed on sins and evil and fitan that this individual who yuhliku nafsahu he destroys himself so the abd when he leaves his house either he's going to free himself and be one, one of the obedient ones to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or he's going to lead himself to ruin when he leaves that door when he exits his house so finally point number 13 final Muslim so it is upon us all that we have to remember this hadith and that which it contains in this hadith in encouraging us to establish the prayer according to how Allah legislated it and to be to have sabr in all our affairs and to make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying alhamdulillah praising him subhanahu wa ta'ala in our through our tongues and our actions and in our hearts and affirming the names and attributes of Allah and negating all imperfections from Allah and know that when we leave our homes, that we have two choices. Either we're going to free ourselves and, and, and remain in the realms of ibadah and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or we're going to ruin, or ruin oneself through the disobedience of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. فَبَايِعُنْ نَفْسَهُ فَمُعْتِقُهَا أَمُوبِقُهَا He's a vendor for himself. Either he frees himself, emancipates himself by obeying Allah, or he leads himself to ruin by disobeying Allah. Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Wallahu a'lam. Wa sallallahu wa sallama wa barak. Ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. والحمد لله رب العالمين